What's good, everybody? This is John Zabala, a.k.a. The Soul Poppy of Music and Special Records. Check out our first EP, MIP Family, our year volume one, streaming everywhere right now. The project includes features from Spudavelle, The Hitter, Shaky, Young Cobain, Baby Banks, Stephanie J, Quan Wick, Junes, Yours Truly, and J-Rod Brown. MIP Family, our year volume one, is streaming everywhere right now. Welcome to another episode of Dear Reading. This is Dear Reading episode 91. If you are new here, thank you for joining us and welcome to the show. If you are not new here, welcome back. We appreciate you for still rocking with us after damn near three years. Um, first things first, my name is Marquise Davon. You can find me all across social media at Marquise Davon across all social media, gang gang, but you'll find me out in the Twitter streets. And this episode of Dear Writing is going to be a little different. This one is going to be focused a little bit more on a very specific topic that I believe needs to be talked about and addressed in the best way possible. And I think that we had the opportunity to have this conversation, but it's also going to be a solo episode this time around. Um, so it's not going to be too, too bad. So I want to be a little bit more in conversation with y'all rather than me talking at you. And I think it's just important that we cover up very specific things that are happening a little bit more locally. We want to kind of focus on uh, what's been happening locally. I know our last couple episodes were a lot more heavy um, just because of what was going on in the world, but we definitely want to pivot and make sure that we're also getting news that's not being accounted for. We were on a very much national scale and we decided to bring it back home um, for a little bit and for this episode in particular. But first things first, um, we got our Giving Roses segment, and this is where we just see somebody who's doing some really dope things out in the community or people nationally who's doing some really dope things. Um, so this week, because of it being a solo episode, I'm going to just take some liberties. I'm going to give four out. Um, so I want to give a huge shout out to Mark Detterline um, and Becky Ellis, um, two representatives on the school board. We'll get into what they did a little bit later, but thank you for standing your ground and doing a public accountability to start. Uh, Coach Perez, go. That's all it is, um, especially leading um, Reading High once again to be statewide champion. So we out here. So thank you for doing the work that you do. And last but not least, Kristen Boyd Edwards. Oh, you know, our goat. You hear her name multiple times a day, uh, multiple episodes. Uh, but it was her birthday. Happy birthday, Kristen. I hope you enjoyed it. You're the goat. I just want you to know you're appreciated here. Um, but yeah. And then real quick, if you want to support this here podcast, then you can do so by going to patreon.com slash dear reading. Well, dear RDG. Once again, that's patreon.com slash dear RDG. Uh, there you can find exclusive content. There you can also see some archived interviews that we've had in the past that we just want to make sure are still up in y'all's drone. And you're going to get some exclusive um, workshops and whatnot that are coming this month. So I'm super excited for those to be able to finally like be out there and a little bit more visual content from more of the team. So once again, you can support us by doing that. But if not, there are non-monetary ways that you can support this here podcast. You can do so as well by going to um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any of these things, and make sure that you are also hitting subscribe. You're giving us five stars and you're also giving us review because these are ways that we can show up on different um, playlists, platforms. Um, people can, our visibility will increase, all of this stuff. I think that's super important. Um, and again, those are non-monetary ways to donate because we're in the middle of a pandemic. Things are still going on um, and there's a lot of social unrest in the world still happening right now. So please, 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 please. If not, you can also donate to a, the various uprisings that are going on. Make sure that you can also help and spread the awareness surrounding what is going on in India right now. Um, there is a lot more in this world that is going on. So just make sure you're just thinking about somebody else and becoming a global citizen. That's also super important. 
So other than that, I appreciate you all for being here. We are going to get into this episode, and it's going to be a stoop topic that we're covering for this episode in particular. And so today we're just going to focus on one topic, um, and we're donating, dedicating this topic to our hometown, and we're going to focus even more specifically on the Reading School Board President, Robin Constant Bader Jacobson. Every single time I see it, I'm like, Ruth Bader, yes. And I'm just like... Ginsburg, and every single time I see her name, I'm like constipated, 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 not Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> RBG, rest in peace. Um, and I think this is important for us to have this conversation, um, specifically around her actions as a public figure, an elected public official, um, her leadership. What do public apologies actually look like? The fact that she is still a white woman at the end of the day, <laughs> and that's very important. And then also, um, why these kind of rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. I'm not going to hold. There were a lot of people who reached out and said, hey, I know Dear Redding covers a lot of these topics, and I think your voice is going to be important in this kind of um, situation because this isn't something that we should necessarily let go around, um, especially when it comes to our public officials and like, what does it really mean to be a leader? What does it mean to want to lead the black and brown people into um, we want us to be as successful as possible. What does it mean when you lead a town that's full of Latino, black, and other people of color, and you're representing something that's much bigger than yourself, right? These are a lot of things that are really going to get into um, a bit of the conversation. And so if you don't know what's going on, because, you know, you know, Facebook drama would be out here, not all of us being aware. <laughs> And that's fine. Um, but to give you a little bit more context, I'm actually going to read um, Jeremy Long's um, Running Eagle article as well, the piece that he made surrounding it. Um, so this way we all are kind of working with the same framework and exactly what was said um, within this meeting as well, because ooh, it got a little spicy, let me tell you. So um, Jeremy Long wrote this piece called Reading School Board President Defense Facebook Post Calling Reading a Deteriorating City. So I'm just going to go and read the article. The Reading School Board meets Wednesday night. Um, the Reading School Board meeting Wednesday night quickly dissolved into an argument after a school board member called out a social media post made by the board president. That board member was marked at a line. We have to stand. He said, the school board received an email about this week about a social media post President Robin Constant Bader Jacobson had recently made. And Mark, he went in, and I appreciate him for doing so. He said, I want to make it publicly known that I was disappointed in the conduct that we saw on social media, that many parents in our district also saw, Deadline said. I thought it was unbecoming of a school board member, and it was very, disappointment, uh, very disappointing for me to see. You were disparaging the people that we are charged with supporting, and I couldn't sit and buy and watch that occur. And so they, they had screenshots. The receipts are there. We'll get into those a little later. Um, however, we'll read some of like what she also said, just to give you even more context to this episode and why we're making, we're framing it the way that we are. It starts off saying, welcome to Reading in all caps, um, deteriorating by day. She went on to describe how her 2018 Lincoln MKZ was destroyed by, in a hit and run accident in front of her home. Mind you, I think this is like the third or fourth time that John has happened. I, somebody had to get her. I'm gonna be honest. Like that John a little out of pocket. <laughs> But I get where that part of the frustration come from. That's human. Um, but she continues and she goes, and I walk or run every single day. And then it goes on to this entire rant. And then she gets into this. 
um, booming filthy lyric music people sucking up weed and partying in their cars while cruising around, drunk drivers weaving the streets, she wrote. She says cops and elected officials holding up parade with children dangerously standing in the back of pickup trucks and moving vehicles. She says hashtag Reading PA is a hot mess. Hashtag no quality of life in Reading PA all caps. She she not denying making this post. We all see it. Like I said, sis, you ain't you ain't getting out of this one, right? I'm not gonna hold in this article. She also has that white woman haircut that makes me feel like she's just a little bit racist. And it's just really giving like I wanna be down, but I'm not gonna be down, but I'm a little oppressive in some spaces, but you know, that's neither here nor there. We're gonna keep giving the facts because that's just my assumption based off of this damn haircut. <laughs> Let me stop. Um, however, she keeps going on to say, this is our fourth damaged car in our property in front of our home. And that's what my post was all about. The parent who jumped in on it because she picked out of something and made it out about the district, which this is still in, when you think about it, this is still about the district because you named the community, you named people that were in the community and different things that you have observed within the community. So girl, you need the smoking weed, that filthy, nasty music. We know what she was going with with that, but we're going to get into that a little bit later. All right. Um, and she continues to kind of flex on us. I'm not going to hold. She said, I have a very large mortgage that I pay and over 6000 a year in taxes. As a taxpayer and as a public official, I still have First Amendment rights and I can voice what I don't like and what's true. I didn't say anything I believed to be false. Hmm. We'll keep going. <laughs> he said, whoever doesn't like it doesn't have to comment again. She's an elected official. So that is exactly what that is. Um, she then wrote an email. She wrote the, She said the parent who wrote the email to the board has been bullying her and other board members. I would love to apologize to that parent, but I can't do that. She says, I have a problem with bullying. That's not my personal culture to accept that. Again, she did not identify who this person was. Um, and then also you had other board members who were agreeing with her. So board member Ashley Jones, who is constant, who constant Bader Jacobson said it was also believed by a parent, thought the matter should have been discussed behind closed doors. She said, we're, a, we're supposed to be a team and we're supposed to be strong together rather than pick situations and pick apart our organizations. We're all here for the same reason. Mark continues on to say that it needs to be needs to be discussed. We have constituents who feel we have folks on the board who are incapable of speaking up for their interests, Deadline said. When they feel like the person on our board can no longer do that, I don't know how that is something we cannot just talk about. Um, now, Robin, she continued to defend her comments and try to put it into discussion. And she goes, what you really want to do is attack me. Let's move on. White woman move right there. But we'll get back to that. Uh, Patricia Wright said she felt attacked by constipators. Um post as well you attacked me as a parent um when you made that remark about a disparaged city that we're in right said hashtag no quality of life in reading is what you said again robin is not defending her comments oh she's not denying her comments but she is surely still defending them and sis really kept going on and said this is my first amendment right to say those things you don't have to you don't feel what i feel i live in a beautiful home <laughs> i said whoa <laughs> rude and i feel like i'm a prisoner girl you've never been a prisoner a day in your life you have no right to discount that from me again it's not discounting your personal feelings you're allowed to be angry you're allowed to be frustrated but when you turn it into attacking a whole people and a whole city because of your frustrations then sis baby that's when it's an issue. So I'm with, <laughs> I'm definitely with uh, Patricia Wright on this one. 
And Noeline Betts, I said, coming in like a true black woman. She says, why are we arguing about this for the last 15 minutes? Y'all are bugging. <laughs> now, she did say that we should be working, making sure that we are putting our um, students first and look at what we're charged to do, which is guide our students and all of that stuff. Uh, she said, we've spent more time on this issue than the rest of the agenda. Girl was not having a Nolene, I hear you. However, I do believe that this comment needed to be addressed in a public fashion the way that she decided to do so um, on Facebook, right? And I think that's the part that a lot of people are forgetting about because we'll just take it back. Let's all just go back real quick. Imagine if you're a millennial, imagine when your parents told you growing up, we were told to be careful about what we put on the internet because it will live there forever and it will absolutely bite us in the ass. People will screenshot, people will record, people will be able to mince out your words, X, Y, and Z, if you're not keeping it cute on the internet. And baby, the shit that y'all was telling us growing up, you decided to double down on that drone and that's out of pocket. So once again, we have to talk about it when it comes to adults who told us that we shouldn't be doing this thing and who they're going back and being childish. Now, I'm not going to hold. We know that Facebook is a sounding board for everybody's frustrations. However, <laughs> you're a public official and that's where the issue lies right now. So the way I'm going to break down this episode, we're going to talk about the use of social media and what does it mean to make public comments when you're also a public person. Um, but then also let's talk, we're going to break down her use of coded language and then how that also is complicated by her position as a white woman. Then we have to talk about leadership and discourse on a team, especially when you're trying to make sure that, excuse me, that black and brown people are going to be successful. And then we can also move into what can be done. I think there's a lot of important things that we need to mince out in part of this and the implications that this specifically is going to take on our people because of her specific actions. I think that's really important for us to nail in. This is a person, the Reading School Board President, Robin Constant Bader. I keep forgetting this woman's last name. Jacobson. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Girl, I'm sorry. I swear I'm trying to give you a decent amount of respect. But... Your actions were wild disrespectful. And so I really just want to break down this Facebook post to start with because I think that's the point in the conversation where I said, mm, you're still a white woman at the end of the day. And that's exactly what you're acting like right now. And it's just dangerous to really get into this territory because um, there are a lot of things that don't necessarily add up, especially in terms of like her past actions and what they are now. Um, so once again, She's on Facebook, and the part that I want to mince out specifically to talk into, like, first things first, like, you can be frustrated. You can have you can have that frustration. You can go and vent your frustrations. However, you are somebody who represents something bigger than yourself. You represent the school board. I hope that this is still making sense if you're listening to this, Robin. Now, the problem is, when you break down even more of the post, because the Reading Eagle didn't get the full encapsulation of what she wrote, and so we're going to get into it. So once again, this says, Welcome to Reading, in all caps. Deteriorating by day, here's where I am, and where my 2018 Lincoln MKZ is about to be laid to rest. Hit and run in a park space that was in front of my house. Suspension damage. This is my second Lincoln hit while parked at my house. This is the third of three accidents in my neighborhood, three days in a row this week. Two of three are hit and run. People are just driving around the city with zero accountability. 
and I only see a cop around here when something happens. Sis, if you was reading How to Be an Anti-Racist, if you was doing any of this anti-racist work, you said you would know. Police are reactionary. They're not preventative. They're not a deterrent. They're not doing none of that shit. I'm going to be honest. Because they, they take 30 minutes to get to our home, even if we do call them. So this ain't nothing new. <laughs> Maybe if you live in a nicer area, you might think that's supposed to get there faster. Sis, let's be clear. <laughs> about where you were living as well. Um, and I walk or run every single day. And this is the part where it gets, you know, it gets a little dicey, you know? What she says, there is booming, filthy lyric music, people sucking up weed. Girl, they're smoking weed. Just just say smoking weed. But she said sucking up weed. But uh, you know, that's besides the point. And then she's saying, and partying in cars while cruising around and there are drunk drivers weaving the streets. Cops and elected officials holding a parade with children standing back dangerously, um, standing in the back of pickup trucks and moving vehicles. Reading PA is a hot mess. Hashtag no quality life in Reading. And so why this is important is to know that as she was doing this, she was also doubling down in her comment section as well. She did not care. She blocked people. All of this. You have the right to do all of these things. Now, the part that we have to really break it down is really um, during this meeting, she talked about her First Amendment rights. And this could becomes a little bit more complicated when you're a public figure because now you are open to having much more public scrutiny and it can't necessarily, you don't have the same kind of liberties. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of like being a black person, right? You know, you know, we don't, we got the right to assemble and to protest and all of these things. However, the same way all those colonizers got into the got into the Capitol building as a form of protest and barely ain't nothing happened to them, as opposed to Colin Kaepernick, who was on his knee and silently protesting and got all the consequences checked off the box for him. Sis, you don't have to deal with it. It's fine. Um, but I do think that there is a level of responsibility that comes with um, having a platform. This is somebody who also has um public power over somebody this is somebody who is also able to influence policy this is somebody who's able to influence a lot and so when you do utilize your platform and you are on social media you need to ensure that you are either saying the right thing or whatnot like you you got a diary you might or you need a diary if you have a husband if you have a partner whoever that is you can utilize them as your sounding board because not everything needs to go on the internet okay and so I think that's important for you to recognize because at the end of the day, you can feel however you feel, but when you use your platform and make these disparaging comments, this is very dangerous language that you're utilizing, especially when you're talking about the, the lyrics and the, and the nasty music and blah, blah, blah. We know you're talking about black and brown people. We know you're talking about hip hop music because of the same shit that they did to us for years, ever since the inception of hip hop. Y'all think it's dangerous. You think it's disrespectful. You think all of these things that are associated with it. Ultimately, your comments were anti-black. Ultimately, your comments um, did not bang with people of color. Ultimately, your comments don't even respect hip-hop culture. You can stick to whatever you want to stick with because, let's be honest, that's your thing? Cool. However, what you're not going to do is disrespect our culture. I think that's wild out of pocket, but that also implies that you might not be racist, but you have racist tendencies and or racist thoughts, which to me is very confusing because not only did you make those comments, but you are the person who spearheaded specifically the, <laughs> the equity policy in the city of Reading that the Reading School District is handling. So that's the part of me, that's the part where I was like slightly confused because I said, 
don't you got like a whole statewide policy um specifically talking about like hey this is an anti-racist policy and here's what we should do when we talk about equity um because at the end of the day you pioneered that and you signed on it but this is once again your wise positioned a little more wild for you specifically um as a white woman i think that's the hard part that's the part that i can't reconcile that's the part that this platform will not reconcile this is the part of the platform where you need to understand why your words were violent you need to understand exactly what you were also saying because we all can read between the lines and you're going to say well that's not exactly what it says sis what you said is what you said and now what that implies for the rest of us is very specific right and I think that's important for you to note, like when you're having this conversation and if you decide to engage in whatever a public apology is going to look like, there are consequences to your actions. You made this post, which then prompted an email, which then prompted some of your board members to speak out against you. And then also what it went into a little bit more where you're also peaking as a white woman is the fact that you were able to make this violent post and then proceed to play the victim and proceed to hide behind the constitution and your first amendment right to say whatever you need to say however that does not absolve you of consequence i'm going to keep repeating that that does not absolve you of consequence and it's the hypocrisy that's really out there for me that i really do not like because if you are a leader of black and brown people then you need to ensure that you are ensuring all of the success that you want to be doing the work that you need to humble yourself enough to ensure that you were able to learn and understand why this was out of pocket. But for you to go back in your Facebook post and to double down on them and to defend them and to continuously say, I'm not apologizing, I don't need to, I did this, blah, 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 blah. It's in that moment right there where you definitely lost my respect and I don't think that you're fit for leadership, right? And I don't think that you're fit for leadership because you have too much of an ego. When you have too much of an ego, that's where the conversation it dies, <laughs> okay? This is where growth dies because you choose to not be humble in these moments. You choose to not want to do better. You choose to think that you were in the right, but then the, also the part of it where you decided to also play the victim at the end of it, I think that is also particularly violent in a way that I'm very uncomfortable with because historically, we see what happens once a white woman tries her tears. We know what happens when they lie on people's names. Now, we can even get into the Amber, Amber Geiger Botham Jean, sis really was crying and then decided to get coddled. And now that she's coddled, there's potential where she can go and appeal her her case and stuff like that, right? Because you did this, but there are consequences that come with your actions. When you think about George Floyd, he did the cop did a very public lynching, a very public lynching, right? And because he did that public lynching and because it was caught on video, he is now able to experience what these consequences look like. And we were not, none of us held our breath for that. So we did not expect him to be guilty on all three accounts because of his actions. But there is a surprise that a lot of white people are starting to feel because at the end of the day, we caught that. We went through the proceedings and now he is guilty and has to understand what consequences are. I know white people don't normally know what consequences are. We know, okay? Y'all go through the world and do whatever the fuck you want. But in this moment, you need to know what it's like to be held accountable publicly uh, because you also did a public kind of bashing of the city, right? And so that's in that moment where I did agree with Mark, where I did agree with Becky. And for Becky to even call you to resign, I think that's also important. Like that, that to me 
speaks volumes that to me means that she understands her privilege to me mark understands his privilege because again they are tasked with having to lead a community of people and because you are incapable of actually seeing what they were supposed to say outside of you just being in your feelings by not knowing the socio-political implications of the things that you said uh, you need half a brain <laughs> to utilize it right and so in those moments i think you need to really sit back and reflect like yo i said these things i have to own the fact that i said these things but don't own it with the ego that you've been moving out with you want to double down and defend them move it own it that you did this you need to name what you did you need to recount what you did and then you also need to apologize to the people that you disrespected ultimately what comes with a personal matter i don't remember if it was ashley or noeline who had said it but y'all decided y'all we could have handled this behind closed doors no no this is not a situation that you handle behind closed doors because the same way that y'all decided that she decided to fix her fingers to do this post and then instead of hitting control all delete <laughs> she decided to hit send on facebook where people were going to be sending these things and i think that's important for you to really recognize because this is what growth looks like. This is what accountability looks like. This is what leadership entails. You're not always going to be right. Since you're a president, you need to be acting accordingly. But because you chose not to act accordingly, this is going to be what ultimately your legacy is going to end up being. <laughs> it really is. Whatever good work that you've been doing that's going to fly out the door. So oftentimes, when I first made the post for the Dear Reading page, I said, no, nah, this is real giving racist. Now, you might not be racist. You know, there are some people who vouched for you. <laughs> okay? But in, in this moment, you definitely had racist tendencies. You had a racist action, which needs to be unpacked a lot more because your thoughts become words. Your word became that post. And your post and your words can ultimately dictate how you run policy. We've seen this. This is where racist stereotypes have happened. This is why uh, minstrel shows had such a huge impact. We're still trying to fight and um, decolonize these stereotypes that white people have made for us. And so for you to even have that audacity, the caucasity to move the way that you did is wild out of pocket to me. I don't like that. It makes me a wild uncomfortable that you, you wanted to use Ashley's situation, same thing you did. That's a black woman. That's a whole nother situation. <laughs> now you are a president and you're also going to be up for public scrutiny no matter what. So you need to have a tough skin. You need to be able to do this because this is what you were elected to do, right? The same way we use our platform to scrutinize Eddie when he doesn't get his stuff around race correct. The same way we have to tackle when we talk to city council, the same way when there are other pub public figures in our city, the same way we have to talk about um, the school board, right? So that to me is like everything that we really need to work on when we're having this conversation. And when we do talk about leadership and having discourse on a team like that, that's important. You're making decisions, you're choosing this or that, but because of now we have to question your character, right? Your character is now into question because of something you did, right? And so I think this is the part where I've really found a lot of respect for Mark and Becky is because they were able to engage in that discourse in a space where they had to utilize their platform to let y'all know, like, no, y'all are supposed to be advocates for us. Y'all are supposed to represent the parents, the students, the teachers, right? And if you're going to be doing this, you have to always think about it. And I said it in the beginning and I said it in the middle. I'm going to say it now. You are representing something bigger than yourself. So, Robin, is this something that you actually want to represent? 
do you think that this is what the school board should represent? You need to sit there and think about that. Right? And then for everybody else who's listening to this podcast, like, it's important for us to also recognize, like, there's a lot of lessons that we can take away from this situation, right? Um, And specifically around our use of social media, our use of platforms, our use of... um, when we want to vent and utilize this as a venting ground, but then also what does it mean to hold your people accountable, hold each other accountable? We've all made mistakes. We've all said something on social media that we probably shouldn't have said, but we said what we said and we got to live with that. And so the question now moves into what does a public apology actually look like from this woman, right? You can name this thing. Now that you name this thing, you have to talk about like how the harm was committed now the harm was committed. Now, how are you going to ultimately rest- re- reconcile that and restore the harm that you did? Right? <laughs> These are things that are important. We all saw what happened. But I think I-, I worry. And if my gut, you know, is following along, then this means that she's probably going to pull a white woman move and she's going to double down on what she had to say. I think this is also just part of a larger conversation because. As we think about this racial reckoning that America is having, as more people are talking about what is going on with the anti-POC, so the anti-Asian um, rhetoric that is going on, the, a lot of Asian hate that's going on, a lot of stuff that black people have been feeling from the get-go have been going on, undocumented people have been feeling, America is holding up a mirror to itself. America is having to reconcile its violence with whiteness, Right? They're having these conversations a lot more. You have people like the president, Kamala Harris, and Uncle Tom, Tim, whatever you want to call him, saying that America's not racist, but we have to do something about white supremacy. These things don't align, right? And so the reason why this is so damn dangerous is because this is coming also from a local person. This is coming from somebody who will have a direct impact on our black and brown children. This is somebody who has direct impact on the parents. This is somebody who has direct impact on how they speak to other people. Emotionally, politically, socially, economically, right? So if you're not pushing shit that's in our best interest, then what are you doing at all? If you're not pushing shit, if your ideology still caused you to have that kind of movement for you to type out the things that you typed and not realize what that could come off as intent versus impact your intent was violent your impact was even more violent right so everybody needs to be thinking about that everybody needs to be thinking about how how do we engage in in apologies how do we engage in apologies on social media what does it mean to hold one another accountable hold each other hold, hold each other accountable with love or hold each other accountable to call you in because that's 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 what it was. That's what Mark did. That's what Becky did. Because now, what are your public-ass consequences that you're going to have to deal with? And those public consequences can lead to you no longer being the Reading School Board president. And however, if you do want to get that done, we can move into here. Because I personally um, believe that she needs to step down. This platform will advocate for her stepping down as well. I think the board needs to really have this conversation with themselves and with each other of like, yo, does this board actually represent what she is? Is she the best possible person to be put into this position? Because right now it's giving that she's going to be giving an iOS press release. Hey, I understand the actions of my things have been this, this, and this. And this is how, this is why it was racist. And this is why we need to continue to run our anti-racist policy. We'll see. 
We shall see. But for the meantime, as an elected official, we can't necessarily fire her, but we can urge the Reading School Board to vote to remove her as president and to really think about it. Her public comments to the parents was out of pocket, and we really need to figure out what is the purpose of the school board. These are other questions. What is this what they choose to represent? Will she make an honest public apology? I don't know if that's too sure about that. However, just on this note, like leadership requires passion. It requires advocacy. It requires purpose. That ego gets into the way. Your leadership is going to be sullied. Your leadership is going to be questioned. You are going to be questioned. And there ain't shit else you can necessarily do about it, right? So really, what are we going to do moving forward? How are we really going to engage in this conversation? I don't know. I think it's important for us to keep having this conversation. I think it's important for us to keep questioning our elected officials. I think it's important for us to continue to see where Robin went wrong, right? See the moves that were made throughout this entire thing. Understand, like, yo, this John's whack. <laughs> to keep it a bean. Um, so once again, I think, like, as we think about um, her actions, I think it's important for us to really dig a little bit deeper when we think about the overall leadership that happens in the city of Reading. Because oftentimes they'll push these, they will use, utilize language that is anti-racist. They use language that of like, they'll talk about white supremacy. I might have a Black Lives Matter flag and a rainbow flag and a, a non-binary flag and all of these virtual signaling things. But do you actually believe that? Or are these just your public things that you just feel like you need to say because a social contract tells you to do so, right? And I think that's the part where a lot of people's egos are being hurt because they're just like, oh, I have to do this thing that I don't really believe in, but I have to play the part in order to get where I need to go, right? And so while we're thinking about this and while we're moving forward, this is much larger of a conversation. This is really going into how we can look at city council and wonder like, yo, are there actually black and brown people, pre black people specifically present during this space? Is Eddie Moran actually an expert on race? He's not. Um, <laughs> but are they taking time to actually willingly learn about this stuff? Are they taking time to actually um, relinquish their ego enough to know that they have reading to do? Are they going to take time enough to know that um, they 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 got shit to work on? You can't lead a city of Latino people and black people and other people of color, but don't know some basic history. Don't you don't acknowledge that racism is a thing. You barely know what white supremacy means. I'm going to be honest. I question a lot of leadership that happens in the city of Reading. We need to remember, just because we're nice to these people, just because we're friends with these people, when we move into public official positions and you become a public figure, you are now liable for public scrutiny, public accountability, and also making public apologies. The way that you use your caucasity to type up that Facebook post, the same way you're going to have to move with that same type of caucasity to give this kind of apology. And so we will see where it ends with that. That's all I really got to say about this. Um, let me know your thoughts on what's going on. This will be debuted as a video. It'll also be debuted on Facebook Watch and also um, all streaming services and YouTube. So you can watch it if you would like. Um, it's just me. We out here. Hey, what up? Um, but then also um, really please engage with it and please let us know your thoughts and feelings on it. We're going to get this episode as, out as soon as possible. So once again, thank you all for joining us at Dear Reading and thank you all for joining me on the stoop. Okay. And now we'll move into the Dear Reading segment. 
Dear Writing segment is just an open love letter to the city, whatever we talked about um, throughout this episode, um, and anything, piece of advice that we want to just impart. And so once again, it's just, my Dear Writing is pretty simple. Um, dear Writing, keep having a healthy skepticism of everybody. Um, keep, keep, keep holding people accountable. And start to understand, like, what is community accountability and um, having a position of power actually mean? What is your leadership style? Think about these things. Like, that's, that's what I want to know. That's the meat and potatoes. Um, so once again, thank you for listening to another episode of Dear Reading. This one was short, sweet, to the point. I just wanted to parse out some of these things, openly process with y'all, um, and keep it pushing from there. So we look forward to hearing y'all's responses on this particular topic. See ya.